This is where the fun begins. We'd be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter and place your order because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and Geek. Welcome back into the cafe. I'm your host Jeff. This is episode 18 and today I'm not sure how long this episode will be. It'll probably be a very short one. Um, over the last couple episodes I've already talked about the Mandalorian trailer, the Rise of Skywalker trailer we got, and all the goodness that we got out of the D23 convention. So today I really don't have much more to say about that stuff until we get more. So today, though, I won—I uh, thought it'd be a fun, you know, topic to talk about. Um, and I wish I could remember the person that tweeted this out because I got to give them credit for, you know, giving me this topic idea. Um, they tweeted out a fun little tweet, like us Star Wars fans like to do. Um, they asked us, "Who would you like to see in a Star Wars movie, TV series, animated series, you know, voiceover person?" In Star Wars that has not been in Star Wars yet. The catch is you cannot name any actor, actress, voice actor that has been involved in Star Wars before. Actually in Star Wars before. So that got me thinking and actually my first retweet and response to that tweet was an actress by the name of Melanie Scrifano. Now, if most of you don't know who Melanie Scrifano is, she is, I discovered her through the sci-fi original show, Winona Earp. It is my favorite TV show that's on TV right now. Um, I, I believe it's an underrated show. Um, if you like the supernatural, if you like vampires, if you like any yeah, anything supernatural. Just let's keep it at supernatural. If you like anything supernatural, then Winona Earp is a great series to watch. They are three seasons in. They finally, finally got the green light for season four. There was a big, you know, hullabaloo about the trying to get season four underway, but they finally got underway, and I'm excited. Cannot wait. Um... But she is, I believe she's an amazing actress. She plays the lead role in Winona Earp. She plays Winona. Um, and that's the best place I would say. Say so go check out a couple episodes of Winona Earp. She's got the action acting down. The dramatic acting. Um, and boy is she funny. Um, she's just her little quips and one-liners in that show make me laugh a lot and then when she gets serious she gets serious um she's made me tear up a couple times on that show with her acting so go check her out in my known her melanie scarfano 
um, that would that was my number one thought that popped into my head right away when I saw that tweet. It wasn't very hard for me to, you know, think of someone right away. But I think she would be great in Star Wars. Um, she just sort of, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but a female Han Solo, maybe. Um, she just has that kind of vibe about her. I think she would be a perfect, perfect actress for Star Wars. So hopefully the big wigs, you know, there at Disney, Lucasfilm, you know, are listening to this podcast and say, hey, this guy's smart. We're going to call Melanie. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, that was my number one thought and pick was Melanie Scrifano. Um, and then I was thinking, I got to, you know, there's more. There's more actors and actresses that I really, really love that haven't been in Star Wars yet and that I think would be amazing in Star Wars and my second thought that ran through my head was Tom Holland let's get Tom Holland in Star Wars because let's face it if there if all this Spider-Man crap's gonna hit the fan yes he's still gonna be Spider-Man in the Sony verse but tell you the truth I don't give a crap about Sony's uh, Spider-Man. Yes, I enjoyed those films, but ever since Tom Holland and Spider-Man came into the MCU, that is my Spider-Man now. And if they, Sony takes it and goes back to what they were doing before, yes, I'm going to be very upset, and I might not even see those movies because, no, it's not part of the MCU anymore. MCU anymore. Go do your own thing, and I'll go over here and Stay with the MCU because I love the MCU. But anyway, that was my little rant about the whole Spider-Man, Sony, Disney situation. Yes, I am not a happy camper. I signed a petition the other day because that's what everyone does nowadays. They put petitions online to try to save stuff. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I signed a petition to say, hey, Spider-Man belongs in the MCU, but that's neither here nor there. This is about Tom Holland being in Star Wars. So, I was when I tweeted that one out and, and said Tom Holland. Uh, see, I am bad at remembering who replied to my tweet and tweeted me back. But they said, hey, he could be an older broom boy. Hey, yeah, sure. He could be an old, older broom boy, but I think... All of us Star Wars fans have kind of sort of speculated that, yeah, we're not going to see Broom Boy again. That was just a little tease that Ryan Johnson threw in there to say, hey, the Force can be with anyone, and they just might not know it. I think that's the little message that he was throwing us at the end of The Last Jedi with Broom Boy. But yeah, Broom Boy would be cool to see. A little older... Or you, we don't know he's Broom Boy during whatever story he's in. And then all of a sudden it comes out saying, Oh, I remember back in the day working on Canto Bite with my friends in the stables of the Father Heirs and talking about Luke Skywalker. And then we find out, Oh my God, that's a Broom Boy. So I think, yeah, 
he would be good in that, but he would be good in just about anything he does. I love Tom Holland. I've said it on Twitter many times. Tom Holland is my Spider-Man, so I love I love Tom Holland. I love his acting. I think Tom Holland would be great in Star Wars. And those were my only two um, tweets that I tweeted out were Melanie Scrifano and Tom Holland. And then, you know, I started thinking, I'm like, there has to be, you know, a voice actor that has not been in Star Wars animated that I would like to see voice a Star Wars character. So I'm thinking and thinking, and then it came to me, and most of you might go, no, no, because he, he just does comedic things. Um, John H. Benjamin. John H. Benjamin would be perfect in Star Wars. If anybody doesn't know who John H. Benjamin is, John H. Benjamin is Bob Belcher on Bob's Burgers. He was Carl on Family Guy. I believe that was his name, Carl, the convenience store clerk. Um, and he is also Archer, a show that I don't watch, but I know he, he is a voice of Archer. Um, he would be perfect, I think, for Star Wars. He has that voice that he it could just be anything. Yes, sometimes, any time he says something, it sounds funny, but... I think he can do it. I think he could pull off pull off a very good Star Wars animated character in a series. Let's get John H. Benjamin in those studios over there at Lucasfilm and Disney, and man, let let's have him do some Star Wars animation. I would love for Bob Belcher to get into um, some Star Wars. So that was the voice actor that first popped into my head, um, and I mean. Those were my top three. I really couldn't think of any more that I wanted to mention while I was recording here. So, like I said, this is going to be a short episode. Um, but, yeah, those were my top three uh, actors that I would like to see in a Star Wars project that has not been in Star Wars yet. Please. You know, get in touch with me. Let me know your 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 top three actors that you would like to see in Star Wars, or just give me a list. Because, like I said, my list was very short. I was hoping to have a, a longer list, but those were the three that I had in mind right away. Um, I think Melanie, Tom, and John H. Benjamin. Of course, John H. Benjamin for an animated series, and Melanie and Tom, they could do either a TV series or a movie, but I see both of them primarily doing like a TV series on Disney Plus would be perfect for either of them, especially Melanie. Melanie does have the TV um, experience on a TV series with Winona Earp, but she's also in a movie that I just realized when I saw the trailer. Uh, she's in the new movie, Ready or Not, which right when I saw she was in that, I was like, I gotta see that movie. So yeah, I did not know she was in Re Ready or Not, but I do like those types of movies, but that just sealed the deal for me when I saw that one trailer and I saw she was in it. I was like, yes, I have to see this movie. 
So that, that's how much I love her as an actress. Um, and I'm starting to run out of things to say. So unfortunately, this is a very short episode this week. And I don't know how many of you actually listen on Anchor, but I just realized before I started recording this that somehow my last week's episode, episode 17, and my very first episode, episode 1, got deleted, disappeared from my Anchor feed, and I'm not sure how that happened because I did not delete them. So I just got in contact with Anchor. I messaged them and let them know the problem, and hopefully they'll get back to me soon. And hopefully rectify something hopefully they can restore those episodes because i don't know what happened to them i didn't delete them so hopefully we get those episodes restored just in case anybody really wants to go back and listen to old episodes so i just wanted to make you all aware of that that i just noticed that and also i want to let you all know now that you know as always you can follow me on twitter at lazy porg you can follow the show at that bmc pod and i am also on reddit now i got on reddit a couple months ago and started playing around with it yes some some say reddit is worse than twitter it can be but if you join the right subreddits on reddit and be a positive person you could avoid all the neg- negative crap on Reddit, too. So I just want to make you aware that I am on Reddit now. Um, my handle on Reddit is ChewyBach. Um, I wanted to make it a little different handle. So it's ChewyBach. Um, and I'm also a moderator of a subreddit on there called Positive Star Wars. So if you are on Reddit check out positive star wars it's a very new subreddit there's only two members right now me and the other moderator so please check it out please help build that subreddit up and let's show reddit twitter facebook that there are still positive happy star wars fans out there that aren't griping and complaining and throwing you know bricks at Disney and Lucasfilm's windows and saying you ruined Star Wars. There are still positive fans out there that are enjoying the new stuff, and that is us. So come over and check it out. So I'm sorry for the short episode, but like I said, you will have this. It will be a little longer since stay tuned after the episode because I have episode number nine of the Star Wars A New Hope radio drama coming up right after the end credit. And, as always, until next time... Order up! Order up! Order up! Give the evacuation code signal. For visiting the cafe. We know life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. And remember, blue milk, it does a body good.
Oh, my, my, I love yours. Mister, you humble servant. That won't be necessary. Star Wars. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 9. Rogues, Rebels, and Robots. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. In the rebellion's most desperate crisis, plans for the empire's mightiest weapon, the Death Star, were stolen by rebel agents and placed in the memory banks of the astro-droid R2-D2. R2 and his interpreter counterpart, C-3PO, are now under the protection of a young farmer, Luke Skywalker, and the veteran Jedi Knight, Ben Kenobi. In hopes of delivering the droids into rebel hands on the planet Alderaan, Luke and Ben have hired two reckless smugglers, Han Solo and his co-pilot Chewbacca, along with their starship, the Millennium Falcon. Having fought her way past an Imperial blockade, the Falcon is now en route via hyperspace for Alderaan her passengers and crew unaware that the Empire is already moving against the Rebel Alliance with all the power at its command. Ah, that brief shock was the jump to light speed. I think we can unfasten our safety belts now, Luke. <laughs> Fine with me. We talk about a wild ride between those Imperial cruisers blazing away at us and Han's crazy piloting. I never thought we'd make it. <laughs> Captain Solo's flying may be rather on the daredevil side, but I would say that we owe our lives to it. Not many pilots or starships can make their way through an Imperial Starfleet blockade. I can see where his renown as a smuggler had its source. But it reminded me just why I hate space travel. <laughs> Might I unbuckle too, please, Master? Sure, go ahead. Oh, and Arthur would like to know if you can let go of the bulkhead. Oh, yeah, 3PO. This trip's gonna take a little while. How is R2? He says he's quite in order, Master Luke, thank you. Good. He's sure been through enough in the last couple of days. So have we all, if I might say so. <laughs> but what's he saying now? Oh, he's just pointed out that there's a recharging unit over here. Might I suggest that he and I avail ourselves of it? That's a good idea. We can't foresee how long it will be before another opportunity presents itself. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, 3PO, you and R2 go to it. Thank you, sir. You just look at the garbage in this compartment. <laughs> Shipping containers, spare parts, empty crates, and just plain old junk all over the place. Some starship. Now, this is a working freighter, Luke, even if her activities are rather on the shady side. Independent captains like Solo run their ships to suit themselves, and they live as they see fit. But I'll tell you this. For all the clutter, the Millennium Falcon is in excellent shape and far faster than she was when she was built. Solo wasn't exaggerating about those modifications he's made on her. You know what I was surprised to find back at the crew quarters? That holographic game board. I wouldn't have expected Han to be the kind to play. Yeah, spaces fill the hours they spend in transit in a surprising variety of ways, Luke. But the fact that a rough-and-ready fellow like Solo chooses such a pastime does indicate another side to him. Yeah, but who does he play against? The machine? Or against his first mate Chewbacca, in all likelihood. Oh, the Wookiee. Now, games of skill and thought aren't restricted to human beings and machines, Luke. 
And don't let Chewbacca's great size and fierce appearance fool you. Wookiees are a species with great adaptability and they're quick to learn. I guess you're right, but there's no other crew, just Han and Chewbacca? Their arrangement seems to work well enough for them. Captain pilot and first mate co-pilot. Now, they strike me as a very competent pair for all their brashness. As long as they get us to Alderaan, they suit our needs. Yeah, for 17,000. Their price is insignificant, Luke. Things are coming to a crucial juncture in the war of rebel against empire. You know, it's still hard for me to believe that a princess of the royal house of Alderaan and her father could both be members of the Rebel Alliance. I think it's best to leave that subject for now, Luke, for a more guarded place and time. Really? You think Han is... Uh, Captain Solo's loyalties obviously lie more with himself than with the Empire, but it's better not to test that by letting him know just what he's carrying in the form of R2. The jump to light speed came off without a hitch, Jensen droids. Hey! What are those two doing at the tech station? The droids are merely recharging, Captain. Well, make sure they don't mess with anything. Me and Chewie are going to repair a little minor damage we did blasting out of Mose Eisley. Hmm. And make sure we're not being followed. Hmm. So make yourselves comfortable and we'll have you in Alderaan before you're through dusting the Tatooine sand off you. Thank you. Well, I guess I'll take a look around. I've never been aboard a starship before, but I sure thought about it enough. Yeah, perhaps a little later, Luke. For now, there are other more important things for us to do. I don't know what our mission will bring or what we'll encounter on Alderaan, but it's best we begin your training. Right now? I mean, here? Well, didn't you tell me you wanted to be instructed in the ways of the Force in order to become a Jedi Knight like your father was? Yes, of course, but I... Well, the way of the Jedi is a lifelong education, Luke. I began learning it when I was younger than you. I have achieved a certain mastery and... Yet I am no less a pupil for all of that, even now. Darth Vader was a pupil of yours, wasn't he? The one who killed my father and betrayed the Jedi? Darth Vader began as my pupil, yes. Tell me about him, Ben. I want to know who he is and why he went over to the dark side of the Force. I want to face him and tell him whose son I am. If you wish to be a Jedi, you will have to put aside your desire for revenge. But he... Anger and hatred, yes, and fear too. Now, these can help you draw power from the Force, but only from its dark side. And the dark side of the Force exacts a terrible price from those whom it seduces. But can't you tell me about him? I, I want to know who he is and why he gave in to the dark side. Luke, Luke, you're reaching far ahead of yourself. The workings of the Force aren't always so direct. Well, I don't mean to sound like I'm impatient, Ben. I'm grateful that you cared enough about me to watch over me and to teach me. Yes. I haven't had a pupil since before the dark times, before the Empire all but exterminated the Jedi. And there were many times since when I thought I would never teach another and I feared the way of the Jedi would die out. You mean there are no other Jedi? We are not altogether alone in the galaxy, you and I, but I doubt that we can count on help from others of our kind. Our kind? Well, where do we begin? When the Jedi were guardians of peace and justice back in the days of the Old Republic, an initiate would begin by spending a great deal of time in contemplation, learning to open himself to the Force. Yes. But this is a different day with its own urgencies. Now, Luke, take your father's lightsaber in your hand. Well, how do I hold the grip? Watch. Emulate me. 
Hold the grip so, so that the blade, when it comes into existence, will be high and ready. Yes. Ben, how did you do that quick draw on the cantina when you cut those two killers down? I mean, I never saw anybody move so fast. Basics first, Luke. You must... Crawl before I run? <laughs> Just so. Good. Now, take up this stance. Like, like this? That's it. Now watch me. I push this button in the grip of the lightsaber to activate it. Energy is liberated, and the blade comes into existence, you see? Now from this basic position, you can launch into any movement of the blade. In attack or defense, advance or withdrawal. Now, you try it. Okay, let's see. No, 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 bring your feet together. Too wide a stance robs you of speed and agility. That's better. Can you feel your center of balance? Feels pretty good. I watch, and I shall demonstrate the basic drill. From the ready position into the first defensive posture. And the second, third, fourth. Continuing the circular motion with a sweep of the blade like so. And back again into the ready position. You see? I think so. Can I try it? <laughs> Very well, but carefully. Never forget a lightsaber blade will cut through anything it contacts. Anything. Right. Now, your blade. Boy, this lightsaber feels kind of like it's alive. It is, in a way, through you. Ready? First defensive posture. And the second. Now, it requires a deeper step forward, Luke. The third. No, 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 no. Keep your blade higher. That's right. And into the fourth. Now bring it all the way round. A parry must be a full movement. Look, it's a lot harder than you make it look. Learning to use a lightsaber properly is a long, meticulous process. Still, you haven't begun all that badly. I can see you inherited your father's dexterity and coordination. Yeah, but I'm not sure I can get the hang of it. I mean, at least not soon enough to make it useful. I know how to use a blaster pretty well from survival school back home. Maybe I'd better stick with that. Now, one can do things with a lightsaber that cannot be done with a mere firearm, Luke. But more than that, the lightsaber is a discipline for the mind and a schooling for the body and spirit. It's one of the ways in which a Jedi contacts the Force. Hmm, well, it's just that it's not like anything I ever tried before. Let me go through that drill again. Yeah, in, in a moment, Luke. I have a feeling we may need our every resource when we reach Alderaan. I have it in mind to accelerate your training by opening you to the Force. How? By building your trust in it and in yourself. A great part of a Jedi's power is derived from the Force by a firm conviction, a trust. Well, I'll try whatever you want me to, Ben. What do I do? Simply believe. I'm going to help you. I'll be your guide and your intermediary. Now I'm going to stand here behind you. I want you to listen to my voice and empty your mind of everything else. Focus on my voice and concentrate on the open area of the deck where you will try the drill once more. Envision yourself going through the drill. Don't move, but feel the shape of the sequence, how your arms and legs will move, how nerves and muscles will cooperate. Try to make the sensations as real as you can. 
the wide rotary motions of the lightsaber, the placement of your feet and where your center of balance will be. Now, activate your blade. Good. Now open yourself and create the flow of those movements in your mind. Let the pattern carry your mind along. How does it feel? Like I can do it automatically, without thinking. Well, not that exactly, more like that I don't have to worry, like something will move me through the drill. That's fine, Luke. Hold that thought and focus on the drill. Don't worry about speed, don't worry about indecision, don't worry about anything. Feel the life of the lightsaber in your hands and anticipate the flow of it. And when you feel that you're ready, begin. First defensive posture, that's right. Second, good loop. And the third, very good. Into the fourth, exactly. And back around to the ready position. Well done, Luke. How did it feel? It felt so natural. I wasn't thinking about it, really. The drill just carried me along. And so it should. You have a strong aptitude, Luke, a powerful affinity for the Force. What do you say to some more practice? Yes, I'd like that very much. Excellent. Now again, take up the ready position and feel the flow of the events to come. And the sixth. Now into the seventh attack position. Pivot and parry. Fine. I think you should take another short rest, Luke. We've been at this for quite some time now. But I don't feel tired. I feel like I could do this forever. Well, then take pity on your eldest son. What? I could use a respite myself. Ah, here's Chewbacca. How are the repairs going? What'd he say? He and Captain Solo have repaired all the damage. He says there's time before we reach Alderaan for a quick match at the holographic game board back in the crew quarters. I'm sorry, Chewbacca, but Luke and I have other work to do. Go be quiet, Artu, and stop boasting. What's he want, 3PO? Well, Master Luke, he claims to have been programmed to play a competent hollow game when he was assigned as a maintenance droid at a one-man refueling station in order to provide a diversion for the attendant. Why don't you play R2, Chewie? Sounds like you're on, R2. I do hope you know what you're doing, R2, for a change. Uh, you'd better leave Chewbacca plenty of room back there, 3PO. I quite agree, sir. Now, how about a practice duel, Ben? If we took it real slowly and I'll be careful... Uh, I could... don't think you're quite ready for that yet, Luke. <sighs> Though you could use more advanced practice at this point. Hmm. I noticed that Captain Solo wears his blaster in a fast draw holster. Right. He must keep a remote around for target practice. I wonder where he is. Ah, here we are. Have you ever used one of these little remote target globes before, Luke? Uh, once or twice. I'm resetting it. It will maneuver in the air, darting back and forth, and fire harmless sting bursts at you. Uh -huh. They're a bit painful, but not dangerous. I want you to try and block them with your lightsaber. Okay. When I release the remote into the air, it will commence an attack. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Not as much as a real enemy would, I assure you. 
I've set the remote to attack so long as your lightsaber blade is activated. Now continue, Luke. You must reach out and make contact with the Force to anticipate the attack so that... Ben? Ben? Are you all right? Here, sit down. Now, what's wrong? I felt a great disturbance in the Force, as if millions of voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. As if an entire world had died in an instant. I fear that something terrible has happened. Well, is there anything I can do? No, no, I'll, I'll be all right. Well, you can forget your troubles. We'll be at Alderaan pretty soon. I told you I could outrun those Imperial slugs. Hey, don't everybody thank me at once. Huh? I see Chewie found himself an opponent. Your little droid's not bad at that game. You'd better watch out, he might win. What would I tell you, Chewie? It was a trap! Oh, made a fair move, Chewbacca. If you fell for it, that is your fault. Screaming about it won't help you. You'd better let Chewie have his way. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But, sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. Well, that's because droids don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. Might I suggest a new strategy, Arto? Let the Wookiee win! Ben, are you feeling any better? Yes. Let's continue with your drill, Luke. Saber ready? Ready. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. You mean it controls your actions? Partially, but it also obeys your commands. Careful now. <coughs> My leg! <laughs> Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You don't believe in the Force, do you, Han? Kid, I've been from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. <laughs> there's no mystical energy field controlling my destiny. Then what does? Who knows? Look, this stuff you're telling him, it's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. I suggest you try again, Luke. Here, we'll try it with you wearing this flight helmet. Now lower its blast shield into place. Now, this time, let go of your conscious self and act on instinct. But with this blast shield down like this, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight the remote? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. <laughs> Gonna try for two sore legs, huh, kid? Now, let's try again, Luke. Seat <laughs> 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 of the pants, huh? You're doing great, kid. Again, Luke. Listen to my voice and trust me. Reach out with your feelings. Yeah, but going against remotes is one thing. Going against the living, that's something else. You see, Luke, you can do it. You parried all three shots by trusting your feelings. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, I call it luck. In my experience, Captain Solo, there is no such thing as mere luck. It's as good a faith as any old man. Luck and money. Ah, yes, wealth. I'd forgotten how important that is to you. <laughs> well, don't knock it. If me and Chewie weren't hard up for it, you two and the droids would still be playing tag with the stormtroopers back on Tatooine. As it is, you get where you want to go, and we clear our debts. <laughs> You're quite a paradox, Captain Solo. 
You prize above everything else the cardinal freedom of star travel, yet you are held back from it by something as trifling as money. <laughs> you come to think of it, there are entire worlds in just that same predicament. <laughs> you said it, Chewie. So money's trifling, huh? Well, just you try getting along without any. Oh, but I do. Huh? Have you ever seen a credit come into or leave my hand? I haven't had any and haven't missed it in, oh, quite some years now, and want it for nothing. No, well, <laughs> well, all right, so the kid there paid your way, but you wouldn't have gotten any place if he hadn't come up with the cash. Well, perhaps I'm uh, lucky. <laughs> what am I doing arguing with an old coot like you? You haven't even got the price of a meal. <laughs> anyway, we're coming up on Alderaan. You measure your freedom in this life in cash, old man. If you got enough, you can go as far and as fast as you want. Come on, Chewie. Uh, Captain Solo, even the universe itself is curved, my friend. If you run far enough and fast enough, you end up right where you began. Now just hold on there. <laughs> all right, all right, Chewie, I'm coming. Should have known better than to argue with a crazy old uh, Don't pay any attention to him, Ben. All the money in the Empire wouldn't stop me from helping you deliver the droids and doing whatever I can for Princess Leia. I know that, Luke. I have great confidence in you. You know, I really did feel something during that lightsaber drill. I could almost see what the remote was going to do. That's good. You have taken your first step into a larger world. <sighs> Anything I hate, it's being saddled with a dewy-eyed idealist. They're trouble, Chewie. <laughs> oh, yes, they are that bad. They're hot, too. You saw how badly those Imperial cruisers wanted us. What are you, getting soft in your old age? Maybe we should quit the smuggling business and open a soup kitchen. <laughs> okay, all right, calm down. The Navi computer says we're about ready to revert to normal space. Stand by. Here we go. Cutting in sublight engines. Good. Now we can... What the flaming flying? Oh, oh, we've come out of hyperspace into some kind of meteor shower. The sky's full of them. Increased power to deflector shields. Maybe there was an asteroid collision, only it's not on any of the charts. What's going on? We stopped to pick up a load of gravel. What else? There shouldn't be any navigational hazards this near Alderaan. The position is correct, only no Alderaan. What do you mean? Where is it? That's what I'm trying to tell you, kid. It ain't there. What? I think it's been totally blown away. How could that be? Destroyed by the Empire. I should have realized it when I felt it earlier. An entire Starfleet couldn't destroy a whole planet? It'd take a thousand ships with more firepower than What's I... that line on the console? There's another ship closing on us. Well, maybe they know what happened to Alderaan. It's an Imperial fighter. What makes you so sure? Sensors don't have a clear idea. It's firing on us! There it goes! TIE fighter, right enough. Good guess, old man. It must have followed us from Tatooine. No, it's a short-range fighter. But there aren't any bases around here. Where'd it come from? Well, maybe it wandered away from a convoy. Look, you're leaving in a big hurry. If that pilot identifies us, we're in big trouble. Not if I can help it. Chewie, jam his transmission. It will be as well to let it go. It's too far out of range. Not for long. You may think you know everything, old man, but you got a lot to learn about the Millennium Falcon. Hang on! Chewie! Switch weapon systems over to sensor gun lock. Let me know when we've got him ranged. A couple of salvos and our worries will be over. 
is, too. He's headed for that small moon. Yeah, but we're gaining. I think we can back him before he gets there. We're almost in range. That's no moon. That's a space station. What? You're even crazier than I thought. Look at the size of it. It's way too big to be a space station. Oh, boy. Ben, you're right. I have a very bad feeling about this. Right, so you get those two. Turn the ship around. Yeah. I think you're right. Full reverse. Chewie, lock in auxiliary power. Chewie, I said lock in auxiliary power. It's too late. Why are we still moving towards it? The Falcon's not answering your helm. Whatever that thing is out there, it's got us caught in a tractor beam and it's hauling us in. Well, do something. Kid, there's nothing I can do against a beam with that much juice. I'm on full power now. Gonna have to shut down or I'll melt the engines. Chewie, full deflector shields, angle them forward. Gotta get me without a fight. But you can't win. No, but I can shorten a few Imperial careers. There are alternatives to fighting, though. Huh? Alternatives that might mean survival. All right, you got yourself an audience. What's the scheme? You're a smuggler, are you not? Along with speed, your speciality is concealment. Let us take advantage of that. Yeah, but Jettison how... some escape pods before we come into sensor range of that station. And prepare to make an entry in the ship's log. Luke? Yes, sir. Get the droids. Hurry, there's little time left. Right. If you're planning what I think you are and we pull it off, <laughs> I'll give you half fare on your next ride. I only hope this works. Well, if it doesn't, they'll let us know at the firing squad. Caught in the grip of the Empire's awesome Death Star, the Millennium Falcon and her passengers and crew are drawn into the center of the web of galactic events. There, the Princess Leia Organa is held captive, awaiting her execution. And there, too, waits Darth Vader. Luke Skywalker is soon to meet the woman whose image has summoned him across light years of space, and the enemy whose destiny was tied to his own before his birth. Star Wars, Episode 9 by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Behrens as Ben Kenobi, and Perry King as Han Solo. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Sarr. Executive producer was Richard Toscan. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman.
Star Wars was presented by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.